the bottom of Yudzayin Amud Bed about uh, right like three lines before the lines get wide and going on the point in the Mishnah that says uh, that mentions again Megillah Ta'anit anything written in Megillah Tanid that uh, there are days that you're not supposed to give a mutar. so you cannot give beforehand but you can give after it so there are two types of days in Megillah Tanid there are days that it says that you can't have a fast so those are the days that are the weakest of the holidays because the only thing that's forbidden is like fasting is the most serious of things that would be a violation of the you know of the holiday aspect of the day then there are days that are way your holidays, um, which are even the Lola Mispid behind. You can't even give a Hespid. So even a Hespid, which is not such a problem, you know, such as much of a sense of a violation or a problem as a fast, nevertheless, the weightier days, you can't even give a Hespid. So what is their impact on the days around them? Like, you know, do they have some, so much that in the environs of those days, you're not supposed to, um, you know, fast as well or give a Hespid as well. So it's a debate of the Tanakam and Rebiosi. Tanakam says days that are only the Lola he's on not to fast before and after is totally okay and days that are below the mispid the weightier days beforehand that problem afterwards is not like the anticipation is a problem but after it's gone it's gone um, Rabbi Yossi makes one, everything one notch more the low lease on a is a problem before, the low misbud bahon is a problem before and after. Okay? So that's the basic debate. Maybe maybe I'll let me write it because it might get a little confusing. So so I'm trying to think of this right to write it myself. No, I guess we don't have a working marker there. Is there a working marker anywhere here? We lose our one working marker? Hmm. Okay. So much for writing it down. All right. Anyway, you'll try to keep it in your head. It's not, not nearly as complicated as other things that we've done before. Okay, so let's take a look at the Gemara. And the importance of the Hesped was because of what detracted from the holiday? Exactly. Because, by the way, and that's actually worth saying. I mean, you do know that there are days like we don't get Hespedim in Nisan, we don't get Hespedim in these days, and sometimes that becomes like a real issue because, you know, it's very, very hard for the family not to, that there shouldn't be a Hesped. So sometimes it's sort of observed sort of like with the Nishat but type of a, a way of observing things, which is you don't really give a Hesped for somebody on Nisan, but we'll... So we'll just say a few things about it. You know, or it's like, we'll just mention a few things. And, but the real point is, and why that it shouldn't be seen as sort of, as, you know, as big of a violation as it is, is because, the, like, the purpose of a hespade in the Gemara is clear, um, like, like, you know, it was to really, like, bestir the people so there'd be an outcry of wailing and, and you know, and, and crying and, like, and, you know, so you, you would hire these Makona notes so you would, like, work everybody up and there'd be all of this, you know, uh, you know, uh, tears and whatever, and just sadness, which is being evoked, and oh my God, such a tragic loss. So that obviously is a real violation of days that are supposed to be, you know, happy and positive. But the way we do it now is, tends to be much more positive in its very nature. You know, you, you celebrate the life, and you talk about the good things, and so people maybe get a little emotional, but mostly the goal is to leave them with like a more affirming type of a feeling. So I don't think that the Hispanium nowadays are, you know, are as big of an issue as they were in the Gemara in terms of the experience on, on you know, uh, 
on these minor holidays. All right, so those are the two things that you can't do. And if it's a if it's a weightier day that you can't even do a hespade, it has any impact before and according to Rabbi Yossi, before and after. Okay, Tanu Rabbanan, our rabbis taught. Now it's interesting the way that this is introduced with Tanu Rabbanan, our rabbis taught, like as a brighter um, or as a tosefta, because um, it actually is a quote from Megillat Ta'anit. Okay, um, and uh, sometimes it says Tikhativ is written in Megillat Tanit. Um, here it's Tanu Rabbanan. Elon Yomaya the Lolhi and these are the days that you cannot fast. And some of them you can't even give a hespeid. From Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the eighth uh, until the eighth of Nisan, that was a period in which the Tamid was established, meaning that there was a debate with the Tzedukim in terms of the Tzedukim said that an individual could contribute a Tamid, and the uh, Prushim said it could only be a communal sacrifice, um, and the approach of the Prushim was established, and that was made into a minor holiday. So you can't get yet maybe even a significant holiday that you can't even give a hespate. Mitamnaya Bay at Sof Moada and from the eighth of Nisan until the end of the Moed, until the end of Pesach, Itosov Chagadishvuaya. The uh the Chag Hashavuot was established, was uh, sort of settled the Lolamisbid Bahon and that you cannot give us it. Again, that was the famous debate of whether you count Shavuot from Sunday or from the day after you count the fifty days from Sunday or from the day after the first day of Pesach. And again the Prushim um, you know had a response. You know, they responded regarding Itosav Lahashiv, they responded regarding Shavuot against the Baitusim and the Prushim that uh, you know that, that, that challenged it and they somehow were victorious. So and somehow that's covered this period, maybe the whole, you know, there was a whole, I don't know, public debate or whatever it was, but it was a period that covered from the 8th of Nisan till, um, the, till, the, um, till the end of Pesach. Okay, now we're going to, to unpack the implications of this. Um, so, Amar so now let's go back and unpack this. Okay, so from the 1st to the 8th, the Tamid was established and we don't do a hesitate on any of those days. And obviously we don't do a Tanis. So Lamali Mirecha, why do you have to say Sanyan Rosh Chodesh? Just say from the two through the eighth. Rosh Chodesh Kufi Yantifu and Rosh Chodesh anyway, you know, you don't need me to give us Tanis to tell you Rosh Chodesh has a is a minor Yantiv and therefore Rosh Chodesh clearly you can't do a Tanis or a Hesped. Why did you have to say from the first of the eighth? So what's going to be the sort of funny thing about this entire sugya we're going to learn for like a lot of today is Gemara's going to question why would these days include Megillah Ta'anit and assumes that just the historical fact wasn't enough of an in- wasn't enough of a reason meaning you know you might be right maybe Rosh Chodesh anyway was Asr but if we're going to mention why this day is a holiday we're going to say from Rosh Chodesh to the 8th if that's the actual historical event that it's commemorating even if the hal- there's not a halachic nafimim of mentioning the fact that it was Rosh Chodesh the Gemara like ignores that. Assumes you're only mentioning things if there's a need to sort of have the halachic implication. So therefore, why did it have to say from one to the eight, just say from two to the eight? One is already covered. Okay, so the Gemara says like this. So, you're right. But if it had just said two to eight, then only two to eight, and then Rosh Chodesh would have been forgiven. 
But how about the day before Rosh Chodesh Nisan? How about the, uh, to the uh, 29th day of Adar? So therefore you have to say that it starts at 1 because the principle is, right, that if, 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 if it's also, and if it's a day that not even to the Hesped, it also forbids the day before. Okay, so that's why you have to say 1. Of course, the obvious question is, but why can't Rosh Chodesh have the same impact of forgiving the day before, which the Gemara will get to. So the Gemara says like this, Shalfan of Nami, Tepukle, Dehavile, Yom Shalifne, Rosh Hashanah. I don't get it. Okay, why do you have to still do one to eight? Say two to eight, number one is Rosh Chodesh, but that also has the impact on the 29th, on the day before. So the Gemara says, Rosh Chodesh del Raisahu, the Raisahu Lobay Chizuk. No, because uh, somewhat paradoxically, Rosh Chodesh is biblical, and since its status is biblical, therefore you don't need to, to give it, you know, to strengthen its status. Everybody understands how weighty it is, and you don't have to forbid the day before. So the idea of forbidding the day before is only on the more rabbinic, these sort of new holidays. So Gemara says, Jitani, we turn a brace up. Hayamim ha'elak suvim b'zegilatanit, the days that are written in Megilatanit, mifneim l'achareim asurim, before and after is forbidden. That obviously reflects the Reb Yossi position. It says before and after. Shabbatot, yamim tovim, and then Shabbat in the end of hein asurim, mifneim l'achareim mutarim. But Shabbat in the end both before and after, not only after, but even before are permissible. My heifers being zealous, and the bright is explicit. What difference exists between the two? Halalu divay Torah, v'divay Torah, inam ein tzrichim chizuk. One, these latter ones are biblical; they don't need to be strengthened. So it's a, they after their day, and nobody questions their status. Halalu divay sofim. The others are later from the time of the scribes. V'divay sofim tzrichim chizuk, and they need to be strengthened. Okay, so now we understand. You said one to eight because if you had just said two to eight and one was covered with Rosh Chodesh, it wouldn't have made the day before forbidden. It wouldn't have affected the 29th. But by saying one to eight and one is included in the rabbinic holidays, even the day before is forbidden. Again, because this is a day not to give a hespade. So in days you don't give a hespade, everybody agrees the day before is forbidden as well. Okay, so that's what we get from that. Now, Amamar, let's go to the second line here from Gilatanit. Mitamnaya bey atsof moada, from the eighth of it till the end of the moed, itosif chaga deshvuaya. So the Chag uh, HaShavuot was responded to, meaning and the, uh, it was, and it was the uh, Prussian were victorious in terms of establishing that it was from the day after Pesach, of the first day of Pesach. And that whole, you know, I don't know, debate and process went from the 8th of Nisan till the end of Nisan, till the end of, uh, of, of, Pe- of Pesach. So, Dulo Lemitzvah, and you don't even, and you don't have a Hespet and certainly not a Tanis on those days. So the says, Lamali Yatsof Moet, why do you have to say until the end of Pesach? Just say from the eighth until Pesach. Again, ignoring any question of historical interest. But if you're only focusing on the halacha, say from the eighth until Pesach begins. And of course, Pesach will be forbidden because it's a yantav. The Asr is forbidden anyway. Amr of Papa Kedamar Rav, like Rav said, Lo Nitzchah Elu Asr Yom Shalafanav. The same way Rav said we said Lo Chodesh because by including that as this rabbinic holiday, it made the day before forbidden. So Hachanami Lo Nitzchah Elu Asr Yom Shalacharav. Here, if we had not mentioned that Pesach was included in this rabbinic holiday, then what about the day of Isruchag? So Isruchag would have been okay. Right? Because we're assuming, like we said before, that the biblical holidays don't have an impact on the days before and after. So if we had just allowed Pesach to be covered by its own identity as Pesach, Isru Chag wouldn't have been off limits. But by saying it's covered in these rabbinic holidays, this rabbinic period goes through the end of Pesach, then that means that even Isru Chag is forbidden as the day after this Chag HaShavuot rabbinic holiday. Okay, so the Gemara says, now one minute. 
But to say it makes things a, a day of Isser Hesped applies even afterwards, that's a Reb Yossi position, right? The rabbi said even an Isser Hesped is only the day before. It's Reb Yossi that says Isser Hesped days go even the day after. So the Gemara says, come on, who is this going like? Reb Yossi, Damar Bein Lefanav, Bein Laachrav Asur, that whether before and after is forbidden. So basically what you are doing is that you are saying that Reb Yossi is the author of Megillah Ta'anit. Because we are quoting here Migilat Ta'anit, and we're saying the reason you have to say one of these holidays goes through the end of Pesach is to hop in the day after Pesach. So you're saying the author of Migilat Ta'anit holds that you go day after as well. That's Reb Yossi's position. So now you're going to claim that Migilat Ta'anit goes like Reb Yossi. One minute. Yachid Esim Betisha Nami. So why do you need to, on the 29th of Adar, which has been so much easier, we had a marker here. Let me go back to the market. Where's everybody this morning? Yeah, it's probably usually Sunday's a big turnout. Yeah, there are other aspects. I mean, it wasn't all a bummer trip. I mean, there's a world class museum in Vienna, the Kunst Museum, we've ever been there. Unbelievable. Spectacular. It's one of those buildings. You don't have any artwork on the wall. Building this All right, so you have two types of days, right? The Laro, Lihitana, not right? So according to the Chachamim, it's nothing, and according to Rabbi Yossi, Yom Shalafanav. How did you guys get in? We were all locked out. Oh my gosh. We were sitting outside for the last. 15 minutes and I finished, the, I finished, I continued the job. I was, oh my gosh, I am so, we were locked out. I'm so sorry everybody, I saw these two guys here, I figured they had opened the door, you got in the side door? What? We tried all the doors, they were locked. How did you know where the front door was? you know where we got up? No, I didn't. The front door was locked. I am so sorry guys, so sorry. Yeah, all four of them, yeah. Oh my gosh. The side door was locked. You were wondering where everybody was. Yeah, we were all outside trying to do a doc for that. I, I actually sent you an email. And of course, Docker today would have left my phone at home. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, everybody! I am so sorry. I came, I came in. Was the door locked? I don't even remember. Everything was locked. Everything was locked. No, we were the first team to get the door was open. It was open. It was open by the lock. We opened the door. Walked in, but the alarm Which door? It was all right. Locked. All right. All right. Heather, we're gonna we're we're, go, we're going we're going to pick up. I don't know where you left off yesterday. We decided to pick up. About uh, well, we're, I tell you, we're up to we're up to on Yod Zion Amud Bet. three quarters of the way down, the two dots were perfect. Right. So that's where we picked up. Exactly. So, but we're now at the top of Yitzchak Amalal. So you'll get those ten lines in a minute. Okay. So, all right, Heather, we're gonna we're gonna resume. Sorry about all that. Um. Okay, so here's the issue. There are two days. One says Gilal Lehitanya, where Rabbi Yossi says that Rafanav is Asur and the Chachamim don't have a problem with it. And the other days say Gilal which are weightier days because you can't even give a Hesed. Obviously, you can't give a fast. The fast is the biggest problem on a because it's like a real violation. A Hesed is less of an issue, but the weightier days, you can't even do a Hesed. You'll make two things to show that it's weightier. So there, so there, it's so there, the Chachamim say, it's only after the Fanav, okay, that's the Chachamim, and Rabbi Yossi says, 
I don't know how to show this differently. If I maybe I do color. Okay, Rebiosi, I'll do with the two things. Rebiosi says it's bein milfanav and bein uh, and, and both before and after. Okay, so that's Rebiosi. Rebiosi says it's after both of those. So that's the issue about which are about the dates that are forbidden in Megillat Ta'anit. Okay, if, is the date is it just the date or is it, does it have an impact before and after? So the low lease Anna only Rebiosi says it has an impact before. And the low limit fade, which is obviously a weightier day because you're standing near the half fade, the coming fade just before, and Rabiosi fade before and after. Okay, now what we're doing is looking how that fits in into the dates in Migilata Ta'anit. Because in Migilata Ta'anit, you have the following days. It says, from, here's Nisan, okay, and you have from day one through day eight of Nisan is a special, is the holiday that they that the, about the Tamid, that there was a debate between the Baitusim and, and the Chachamim, the, 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 the Baitusim, Sidukim said that an individual could donate a Tamid, the, the Purushim said they could not. Somehow there was a whole debate that went from day one to eight, and then the Purushim were victorious, um, and therefore these are days to roll in this state. Okay, so that's one of the holidays in Megillat Tamid. And then there's another holiday that goes from day eight to the end of Pesach. Pesach goes from Tetzvah to uh, 1522 to Chaplet. Okay, here's Pesach. This goes all the way to the end, from day 8 to the end, which is a day about Shavuot, that the Kushim were victorious over the Tzedukim about when to establish the holiday of Shavuot. Okay, so these are two holidays mentioned right at the beginning of Migilat Ta'anit. Now the question that the Gemara asks is, why do you need to mention Rosh Chodesh? Isn't Rosh Chodesh Asr because it's already Rosh Chodesh? And the Gemara's answer is yes, but by making it Rosh Chodesh, it also makes the day before Asr, since these are days the low limits, but even the Chachamim say the day before is Asr. Okay, so the Gemara says, but wait a minute, it should do it just by power of being Rosh Chodesh. Why does it have to do it because it's part of this Tamid holiday? So the Gemara says, no, the biblical holidays we don't need to strengthen. So those are only usher on the day itself, not before after. If it's one of these new minor rabbinic holidays, then we're going to, in order to reinforce it, make it forbidden before and maybe after. Okay, so that's why we have to say Rosh Then the Gemara says, well, why did this one have to say it goes through the end of Pesach? Pesach itself isn't, you know, is, is a day that you can't give a hesitant and a tiniest. Why does it have to make it go through the end of Pesach? And now we're going to say... It's the same point, that if it, by including Pesach, if, if it was just Pesach, Yisru Chag would be okay, right? Yisru Chag, because it was the day after, but it's a biblical holiday. But by saying that it's also included in the minor rabbinic holiday, it makes the day after Pesach forbidden as well. Okay, people with me, I know people don't game, but you got it, okay, fine. So that's what that's about. So the Gemara says, one minute. The Gemara says, that is assuming now we're dealing with Rebiosi, because only Rebiosi is the one that says we can make something even afterwards forbidden. Okay, yes, clear? So we're dealing here with Rebiosi, and therefore we have to say it included Pesach in order to get Ishuchag as well, because now Pesach is part of this minor holiday. Now we pick up with that, working with that assumption that it is Rebiosi is the author of Megillah Ta'anit. So the Gemara says, yes. Yeah. one point of clarification. So I just... Um, you're saying that the, the holiday that goes through Pesach is actually a celebration of the victory of the Pushim over the Tzuki to yes. the establishment of the date of Shavuot. Yes. But that occurred, that whatever historical event right. that occurred was during that period. Right. Exactly. So the Gemara says, if that's true, the Eshim Batisha Nami, 
Why did you say that the 29th is off limits and the importance of mentioning that the holiday, the other thing about the Tommy began on Rosh Chodesh was to get the 29th of Adar because it then became the day before the, uh, the, uh, the, um, this Tumid holiday, Tevukle, you could also have gotten the 29th, the Havile Yoma de Basar Essen the Tamnayabe, that it's the day after the 28th, and 28th of Adar is its own holiday. The Tanya, we turn to Brysa, the Essen the Tamnayabe, on the 28th of Adar, Asus Besorta Tavta Lihudai, the good Besora came to the Jews, the good uh, report came to the Jews, the Lo Yidun Min Oraita, that they should not be removed from the Torah that a certain edict was nullified that would have that would have uh, prevented them from observing the Torah. What was that edict? You might remember this. We had this Gemara before um, in Rosh Hashanah. Once an edict was decreed, um, all these terrible things. They couldn't learn Torah. They couldn't give Bismillah. They had to violate Shabbat. What did Yudah ben Shemua and his colleagues do? They went and got advice from a certain uh, matron, a certain Roman woman of status that all of the great important people of Rome um, um, were found by her which might mean might mean sexual sexually might mean advice or whatever that she was a advisor but uh, could be, have other implications anyway she had influence and she knew how to influence some of like the uh, great politicians of Rome so Amrulahem and somehow he has a connection with the rabbis had a connection with her so they got advice from somebody who wasn't exactly directly an official but could give them advice how to influence the officials and Amrulahem and she said to them Indu v'hafkinu go and make a protest Belial at night somehow that would have had a bigger impact that it was at night they made a protest in the night. I'm ruined. They said, like in the name of heaven. Are we not brethren? You know, Yaakov and Esav. So, so, right? Because, like, you know, as opposed to the, uh, like, even closer in some ways than the Shvatim, where we don't only have the same father, we have the same mother. So, you know, we're so close to you. Why have we been treated differently than all other uh, nations and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and, and, and ethnicities. Shatem goes in Malayim because they wrote out that you would make such terrible edicts on us. And they annulled them. Now, obviously, there has to be a little bit more to it than that. <laughs> but maybe, perhaps, you know, it was a tense time politically in Rome and they didn't need this, this disruption and these troublemakers. So, whatever it was, they were successful. And that day was made into a yantif. Um, so, um, it seems like a, so this is you know it's so funny right like I mean that could have been as big of a day as like Purim right <laughs> oh it was some little day that was totally forgotten about anyway okay so that was that was Adar so Adar already this is now going out on me anyway Adar on the 28th this is the day about the search of Tovah who died okay so the, 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 the 28th is, all, is already Aser as well so we said the whole purpose of saying, mentioning Rosh Chodesh included in this Tamid holiday was to get the day before Rosh Chodesh, the 29th, okay? But the Gemara says, who needs it? Once this, once Mesech HaTanit is Reb right, then the 28th does enough to make the 29th off limits because it applies the day after as well. 
Right? So why, again, why do you need to include Rosh Chodesh? Rosh Chodesh is anyway Aser. You can't tell me to hop in the 29th. If this is following Rabbi Yossi, then, it, then the 29th is already covered because it's the day after the 28th. Everybody with me here? Now, there are a couple of assumptions about this, which is, number one, I'm just going to repeat it, you know, like, this is so much not, like, sort of, like, forcing the Gemara's lens onto this genre of Megillah Tani, which is not sort of... I mean, yes, the purpose of Megillah Tani is to list days that are off-limits, but it's also to give historical significance to those days. You're not going to say, oh, let's not bother mentioning this holiday and what happened. We'll only mention half of the dates because the other half, eh, there's no Nafkamin anyway. Right? I mean, if you're going to mention the date and its significance, you're going to mention the days it occurred, even if there's maybe a little redundancy and some days would have been usher anyway. Number one. Number two is, it's, I've been saying Megillah Tani is Rebiosi, but obviously it's not Rebiosi. Yossi is not the author. Megillat Tanit comes from Bayit Shani's periods, you know, when there was still a base on Mikdash. Reb Yossi, you know, comes from like the end of the Tanaitic period. So now what we're trying to do is we're trying to sort of assume that our guess, our positions of our days before and after forbidden in Megillat Tanit, because Megillat Tanit just lists the days. It doesn't have any discussion of before and after. The only distinction Megillat Tanit has is whether you just don't fast or you also don't give a hespade. So the later Tanaim at the very end of the Tanaitic period are trying to say, well, what about days before and days after? What would that, would that be applied to? Now we're trying to read that back into Masechet Ta'anit and saying that already in Masechet Ta'anit it was assuming certain days before and days after would also be covered. Okay, so those are some of the assumptions the Gemara is making. But the Gemara says now, so why do you need to say Rosh Chodesh if it's following Lib Yossi, the 29th is already covered because it's the day after the 28th. So the Gemara says like this, um, fine so the reason is is for a 30 day Adar a 30 day Adar so the 28th gets you the day after the 29th and you still need Rosh Chodesh Nisan to get you the day before which would be day 30 that's why you would need to say both no, no, no. It's even telling you something for a lacking month, for a 29-day month. So why do you have to get the coverage of the day 29 in two directions? Because, Now we're going to say a new qualification. When the According to Yossi, when these days make the day after forbidden, they don't make it forbidden with the same weight of the day before of the day of the day of you can't even give a hash spade the day after you can't you can only not, it, it, it's only not to give a ta'anit and this one because it's now covered between two of these yantas it's like the yantav and you can't even give a hash so now we have an interesting qualification that when we say this impacts the day before and the day after it only down here because obviously this it's not only not to give a fast so obviously here it's also only not to give a fast but this day where you can't even give a hespay and then it has this impact before and after does that mean before and after you also can't give a hespay or no it's a little weaker before and after it doesn't have the same weight of the day itself before and after just has some fast but a hespay is okay so that's what we're saying which is reasonable so now we're saying ah so let's look at the 29th as the day before Rosh Chodesh Okay, it's, uh, you can't fast, but you give a head spade. As a day after the 28th, you can't fast, but you give a head spade. But because it is doubly sort of forbidden in two directions, don't give a head spade on that day either. Okay, and that's why we have to say Rosh Chodesh, 
because by making this not just Rosh Chodesh, but a rabbinic holiday, very appropriate today's Rosh Chodesh, all this discussion on Rosh Chodesh, but making this also a rabbinic holiday, we've now made this cover, doubly covered and made it Aser Behesve. Mm. So all of this is because Megillah Tani is trying to, you know, only care about the halakhic nafkin. And if you fast until you die, Right. That's true. Yeah. Uh, these days in Megillah Tani that are in Adar, some years there are two Adars. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. Um, I think the end of Megillah Ta'anit, either the Megillah or the Skolion, says it. Um, I brought my Megillah Ta'anit with me here. It says... <laughs> no, but in the Skolion, I think it says it. Okay. In the Skolion, it directly, I think, addresses the, the, two, the two Adars. I only have the Okay, yeah. fine. All right. So anyway, the Gemara says like this. Um, okay, um, where are we? Uh, okay. 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 Hold on. Okay. I'm Amar. Mitamnaya baby at sof moada from the eighth of Nisan until the end of Pesach. Itosav chag of Shuaya, the chag of Shavuot was responded to, you know, and the Fushim were victorious about the establishment of the date. Bay. That sof moada delolim ispet, not to give a hefbed. So lamely lemeim mitamnaya bay. Okay, right, so notice right here, I have chet, I have it sitting in the middle, but really technically it should be overlapped. This says from the first to the eighth, and this says from the eighth to the end of Pesach. So why do you have to mention the eighth? The eighth is already covered in the first holiday. Again, assuming we're not saying anything because of its historical significance, just for the halachic nafkamina. So since you've already mentioned one through eight, why then again say eight through twenty-two? Say nine through twenty-two. So the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. So the Gemara says like this. Um, so now the Gemara says, takes a position that reflects the sort of vicissitudes of fortune of the Jewish people that these minor holidays sometimes other events could occur during that period that would outweigh the positive events and would get these dates stricken from the positive, like, we, it's so funny, we know of, like, the minor days, you know, that aren't, uh, other than Purim and Hanukkah, like, we have a lot of sad days about events that have occurred, that got added, like, those are the things, like, we know, you know, it's three weeks, and the nine days, and the fasting, and, like, all these other days about, you know, about, uh, you know, about uh, the, um, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the days of the Pekumbleth, uh, and those types of things, you know, we have all these other things that are always about, like, the tragedies that happen, this was, like, uh, all of these extra days were all the days about the good things. So here there's like an interesting perspective on the fact that, yeah, sort of, we get both of, we get a mix of that type of stuff. So it could be that afterwards some tragedy happens during these, one of these period days and that's worth commemorating or at least it's powerful enough that it negates the fact that it was on the list of Megillah Tanit. So there's a later position that Butla Megillah Tanit they're like all of the days other than Hanukkah and Purim were, were, were forget about it it's all mostly mikdash related just none of it applies anymore this assumes but in a case by case you know sort of um, approach certain dates could be could be over could be stricken because of bad things that happened later in Jewish history so it says you know why we need to say eight even though it's overlap maybe something bad will happen in the first days of Nisan during this period and we'll you know and we'll strike this first holiday of this of this of the of this Tamid holiday well because eight was overlapped 
you'll still have eight, eight included in the next holiday. So even though there seems to be a redundancy, the important to mention things, even if they're redundant, is because certain dates might later get stricken and that you'll have certain covered by other dates. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> they're maintaining optionality. Uh, yes. Well, or at least they have the options of, of, of doing some changing, right. But then why have any rules? Well, you know... Why the, have optionality on everything? Um, no, because it, presumably it would require a, a decision by some central body to change the calendar. I understand. Well, you're maintaining the optionality of that central body. With, right. By this right, but without any, without any decision, without any proactive legislation, these are the dates, Right. I don't understand. You know, the Congress can change any law that's on the books. Right. So why do we have laws on the books? Because until they change it, those are the laws. Then why do you have to have this... Um... These are the rules of the days that right now you can't have Hesped and Tanis. If something happens and to the Jewish people that means that we're going to have to re- take off one of those holidays, we'll, we'll make a choice to take it off. But until we have, those are the holidays. I, I, I understand. I'm, I'm not understanding what's bothering you. I'm not, I'm not following you well. Okay. All right. So, um, okay. So the says like this. Um, okay. It, okay. So the Gemara says, Now that you've come to this realization that uh, maybe there's some redundancy in the holidays because it allows us to, you know, that that'll uh, deal with a case where one of that where one of the holidays will be removed and you'll still have the dates covered because of another holiday. So that there could be potential, you know, fluctuation in the in these dates. So, where am I? Uh, so now it explains also um, the 29th. Kivan di ilu mikla milsa batlinum esim betanaya esim betisha gufeyaser. If something were to happen that would make us change the calendar, and 28th would stop being a holiday, 29th would still be co- covered. Zavid leyomer to make me yomadi tokem tamida that it would still be the day before the the holiday of the day that the tamid was established. So we have a question. We have a couple of questions, right? Why is eight included in both the first holiday here and the second holiday? And now the gemara comes to an answer. Ah. Because if for some reason the first holiday there got there was a change in the list of holidays and something happened that means we can this is no longer a celebratory period and we remove the first holiday then the day eight would still be covered by the second holiday because that period would still have remained the way it was the bad thing happened during this period so maybe this got changed and this remains the way it was and that's the purpose of overlap so where that answers the question here we said why do you need to have Rosh Chodesh mentioned isn't it covered because 29 is the day after 28. And the Gemara says, you know, now we have an answer to that. Maybe something bad will happen on 28th, and that'll get stricken from the holiday calendar. And even if that gets stricken, the reason that 20, we had Rosh Chodesh is that 29 then remains covered because of the day before Rosh Chodesh. So the basic point is, yes, we're going to have dates on that will lead to some redundancy, but the reason is, because some of the dates, not everything will get changed, some of the dates might get changed, but the fact that others remain will mean that sometimes that redundancy will, won't be redundant and will be necessary. A little clearer, David? Okay, yeah. Do you say Nisan is a month you don't Yeah, but... No, it's a stadium as well. But I was saying before you got here, you know, often that practice is observed sort of what they say observed in the breach like you know you give like a wink and a nod okay we don't give a half day but we'll just say a few words um, so uh, the, no but part of the reason that that's not 
shouldn't be seen as a, such as a violation is because Hespedim at the time of the Gemara were much more about getting everybody crying and wailing and screaming and you know and really like because like working up right Makona note and all of that so now where it's much more positive you know it's a real question if that's the type of Hespedim that the Gemara had in mind as being problematic okay let's move on I want to get to the end of the parak. so the Gemara says like this Itmar was taught um Okay, Rabbi Chiyabarasi Amarav, Halach Reb Yosi. We rule like Reb Yosi that both before and after is forbidden on the day that you don't give a hespade. For Shmuel Amar, Halach Rebbe Meir, we rule like Rebbe Meir that only the day um, before, on the day, the days that are holidays of not a hespade, it only packs the day before. So the Mars says, Did Shmuel really say that? That we rule like Rebbe Meir, which is, on the one hand, we're lenient, it's not the day after, but on the other hand, it does apply to the day before. The Hatanya, we turn to Bryce, Rebbe Shimgam Lomer, Umal Talmud Lamar, Behon. Now, it's so funny, like they take Megillah Tanit sort of like as a biblical verse that they do drushes on it. So why does it say, Behon, Behon, Shtei Pa'amim? The double language, on them, on them. The language of Megillah Tanit is, if you look back what we said at the first wide line of the previous Amur, it was, not the fast on them, and some of them you don't give that on them. What's this redundancy? On them, on them. So the redundancy is to tell you, so, only they are forbidden. Before and after is totally okay. Which is like, you know, Megillah Tanit never met one hint of this idea of before and after. These are the days that you don't fast on or that you don't give a husband on. So that's the repetition of these days, these days means before and after is totally okay. So, at the Amr Shmuel, and Shmuel says, um, we will have Shimon that not that not only is not before a problem, not after a problem, even not before the problem, even more lenient than Rebbe Mayer. Rebbe Mayer said before is after isn't a problem, but before is. Shmuel says both after and before, that, that neither are a problem because it's only the days themselves. So Gemara says, so which one is he ruling like? What's the, is the day before a problem or not? So the Gemara says, Meikara Sava, originally Shmuel held, Kevon Zuleka Tana de Meiko Rebbe Meir, since there was no Tana that was more lenient than Rebbe Meir, who said after is not a problem, uh, but before is, but, uh, but at least after is not. All right, that was the more lenient position. Amar Locha Rebbe Meir, he said, well, we're like Rebbe Meir. Kevon de Shami de Shimon ben Namliel de Meiko Tfei, then he would always, there's a position of Rebbe Shimon Namliel, he's even more lenient. Not only is not after problem, even not before the problem. Amar, Locha Rebbe Shimon Namliel, he said we rule like Rebbe Shimon Namliel. So this is pretty, so this is of course very funny, like this is the type of things rabbis complain about all the time. You're not supposed to shop around for halacha. I'm looking for a kula. Okay, this rabbi gave me the best answer. Wait, wait, this guy's even a better kula. I've got to go for him. Um, so it is very fascinating that the Gemara says he's actually looking for the most makele opinion. Um, but part of it I think could be reflective of the reality that we're already getting a little bit of hints to that eventually becomes the position of Butler Megillah Ta'anit right that there's going to be a position that none of these holidays apply anymore like they're completely not relevant you know maybe so many bad things have happened to the Jews or there was you know they were so much temple connected there's none of it at all so what Shmuel might be adopting is he might be saying like look in, the, in a certain way he might be trying to preserve it saying like you know we're going to we're, we will try to keep Megillah Ta'anit but we're going to keep it in a way that at least is you know more limited and so taking this position you know might not be just seen as like a way of like trying to undermine and be naked but might be seen as the reasonable way of actually maintaining it um, but uh, but it is very funny that it looks like he's looking going around looking for a kula the why other say, thing why that why is why do you say that he's looking for a kula he was, that was his predisposition but he didn't have an authority on which to base it right but 
That's all right. He wasn't looking, but he was. He was. He was prepared to seize on the most major position. Right. Okay. It's a little. You're right. You're right. Okay. It's a little bit different. Okay. That is true. Look, you could also say that you know part of the phrase is also the issue of the makeil. He's looking. It's like he wants to be makeil. Didn't say like Shmuel himself held the day before was mutter, but he couldn't find anybody that backed him up. Right? No, he's just trying to find the most natal position, or whichever is the most natal position, that's the one he'll take. But I do think, again, in the context where some people are completely rejecting the Gilat Tanid, it makes it a little bit more balanced, understanding that. The other two thing that I have to point out is we have to take a moment and step back from the irony that being makil means, yeah. I'm going to be makil, and the day before isn't forbidden, so you're allowed to fast the day before as well. Like they tell a story about how somebody went to, I think it was the base of Lady, and said, you know, you rabbis, you're always so machmer, this is us, so that's us, so what, you know, you, 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 oh, some cool. He says, what are you talking about? I'm such a big makeo. says, people say you're not allowed to fast in Rosh Hashanah. Makeo, I let you fast. <laughs> oh, some things like that. Anyway, so that's the cool here. Uh, anyway, so that's what he says. Before and after is permitted to fast. We were like Rabbi before and after is forbidden. He passed this tradition of Rabbi Yochanan down to Bali, but then he said to him the following thing. Let me explain to you. Under what circumstances did Rabbi Yochanan say we rule like Rabbi Only regarding this debate. This debate, where Rabbi Yosef, the Chachamim said the day before is okay, Rabbi Yosef said even the day before is a problem. Here we rule like Rabbi Yosef. But the days of Delos, the Mitzvah, where Rabbi Yosef says we even go the day after, there we don't rule like Rabbi Yosef. So basically what he's saying is only the day before us are in both of these two cases. Okay? So we're really only ruling like Rabbi Yosef in this case. In this case, it's only the day before. It will never be the day after. Um, now, before we get on, I do want to just point out an interesting thing that might be a potential thing here, which is the issue of Babel and Eretz Yisrael. Shmuel is looking for the most nakel position. And Rabbi Yochanan is adopting until it's been qualified here the most machmir position, Rabbi Yossi. And how much do what do you continue to relate to all of these like minor holidays about things that were ve- all, almost all mikdash related could make a real difference about whether you're still in Eretz Yisrael and these things are still speaking to you and the power of them is still relevant to you or if you're in Babel. So it's an interesting thing to to to, to, to speculate on whether that informs some of this difference. So now the Gemara says like this: Niyama Rabbi Yochanan Hachi. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say this? That, uh, that beforehand is Usr like Rabbi Yossi, that at least beforehand is Usr? Vama Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Halach is Samishna. We would like him Samishna, but Tanan. Avo Bishamu Makdimim Veloma Achrim. Although we say that you can read the Megillah, the set that we're coming up with, you know, you, you'll actually read the Megillah on the 11th, 12th, or 13th if you have to because of the market days. So even though you can read the Megillah early, you can't do it later, but you can do it early, if you read the Megillah on the 12th or the 11th or whatever, because that's the market day, but it could still be a day of Hesped and Tanis, even though it's a day of reading the Megillah, there's no status to the day. Right, the Purim is still the 14th. You're just reading the Megillah earlier, so the day of that reading, you're allowed to give a Hesped and a Tanis. Now, Amos, which day are we saying it's theoretically possible to both read the Megillah and have a Hesped and a Tanis? So, people in a walled city in the 15th, and they're reading it on the 14th, 
Umisari, that nobody's going to be allowed to have a husband on the 14th. This is where Purim is, is mentioned. The 14th and 15th of um, Adar are pur- the days of Purim. And Rava says, um, why was it selling, you know, mentioning Purim in Megillah Tanit? Like, okay, maybe that should have been self-evident, uh, because it's in the Megillah. So, lo nitzrucha, the Megillah, the Megillah, that's there. Lo nitzrucha, elo lesser, To tell you the reason it's put in Megillah Tanit is to make it clear that for the people of the 15th, they can't have a husband on Tanit on the 14th, and people on the 14th can't do it on the 15th, and that's why it's written there. So, anyway, obviously, we cannot be talking about people on the 15th read on the 14th. That's not a day that theoretically you could do Hesped and Tanit. So what's the case? The Elabene Arbesar, people of the 14th, the Kakari Lebeklesar, but the market day, right, people know this is like the opening mission of Megillah. If the market day was earlier, you read the Megillah earlier, if that's the day when you're able to get together and read the Megillah. So they're reading on the 13th. So, which for us is Tainit Esther. But for the Gemara, not only is it not Tainit Esther, the Gemara doesn't know about Tainit Esther, it doesn't appear anywhere in the Gemara. For the Gemara, this is, or for Megillah Tanit, this is a holiday, the day before Purim. Yom Nikonor who? It's the day of Nikonor. We'll see who Nikonor was. People might be thinking about the uh, gates yeah. of the Beit HaMikdash. This is a different Nikonor. He's, he's a bad guy here. Anyway, so nobody is going to do a Hesed and Tainis on the 13th. That's Yom Nikonor. Okay, so it was a day that they had to read on the 12th. So the Gemara says, no, Yom Turainasu. That's another day in the Gilatani, the day of Turainas. So, Elalav, the only possible day that you can, in Adar, that you can both read the Megillah and do a Hesped and Antinus is the 11th. There are no little minor holidays on that day. Ella, Rav, the Kalkarale, the Chatz, well, right, the Chadesa, must be read on the 11th. The Ketani, Mutter, the Hesped of and it says it's Mutter. And, Reb, and so now all of this means you've got a Stam Mishnah that says there's a day you could read the Megillah and give a Hesper and Tanis. Reb Yochan says Halach Kistam Mishnah. The only theoretical day you could do that is the 11th of Adar. But the Gemara says, but that day should be forbidden because it's the day before uh, Yom Turainus. Okay, so therefore, obviously, Reb Yochanan can't hold that the day before is Aser. So the Gemara says, look, here's the case. Back to, day, back to day number 12, which we said was 14, but the people for the meeting 12, which was this Yom Turinus. So why could you do a Hesped Tainus? This Kamar to Yom Turinusu. This was a special holiday, Yom Turinus. So exactly what the Gemara said before might happen. The Gemara was, knew what it was talking about. Actually, sometimes it did happen. So the 12th of Adar, the same way we could say we've made the 13th of Adar into Tani Dester, although that's not because of any particular later historical event, they had something very similar happen to the 12th of Adar. Some bad tragedy happened, and it stopped being this holiday of Yom Turanus and became a day, maybe not a fast day, but certainly a day that no longer had the weight of a holiday. Okay? Yes, we're going to see... No, 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 it's a person. And we're going to see those stories in a minute. Okay? Ho'il v'nergubo shmaya v'achya achiv. Since these two people, Shmai and Achia, Rashi says we don't exactly know who they were. The Aruf says that they were from, from, from the, the people that were killed in Lud. So, in Lod. So, those, since they were killed... Since Sorry, the, this not even the time of Gemara? Like, when did this yeah, it's not exactly clear when, right. But no, I mean, it's going to the Aruf that was the time of Lod. Obviously, it was not, you know, Harugay Lod, so it, it was, I think, much earlier. But anyway, it's not exactly clear when. Presumably, after the Yilat Tanit was written. Okay, so this was a day that was overridden. 
Okay, and that's why you could be reading on the 12th and do a Hesperantinus because the Yontiv of Yom Turinus was overridden because of a later tragedy of Shmaya and Achia who were killed on that day. Okay, Kihad, Rav Nachman, Gadar Tainis, a betracer. Like we know the story that Rav Nachman made a Tainis on the 12th of Adar. Amalai, the Rabbanan and the, uh, you know, the rabbinic student said to him, Yom Turinusu, what are you doing? It's the day of Turinus. So Amalai, he said to them, Yom Turinus, Gufei, Batulei, Batluhu. No, they nullified the day of Turinus. It no longer is a holiday. Since Shmai and Achim's brother were killed there, again, some event we don't really know what that was, but it was enough of a tragedy. So later tragedies, you know, come start knocking off the days of Yigilat Tani. It's a very sad commentary, right? So think about when we had a base on Mikdash, we had all of these minor little joyous days, right? And now all the later little tragedies started like, you know, picking them off. So at least sometimes. So anyway, therefore, that's the day you could still be reading the Megillah and doing the Hesped on the 12th. So the says, one minute. But typically, the Hagalai Yom Shri's name Nikonor, but I still don't get why you can do a Hesped on the 12th, because it's the day before Nikonor. So the Gemara says, give me a break. The Gemara says, Amrabati, Hasta Iu Gufe Batulu, if it was itself a Yantav, and it was negated because of this tragedy on day 12, Mishum Yom Nikonor, Nekum Venigzor, it will remain a day of off limits because of the day of Nikonor. It was completely off limits because of what happened itself, but that was overridden because of this tragedy. So that's going to say that this day now becomes a day that's potential Hesped and Tanis. doesn't matter that it's the day before Nikonor. Okay, so we've resolved that problem that we could have a day that you read the Megillah and that it's do a Hesped and Tainis and that fits and that could be consistent with Rabbi Yochanan's position that the day before is Asur. Okay, but the bigger point is, is that according to Rabbi Yochanan we rule that the day before is Asur and according to Shmuel the day before and the day after are Mutar. Okay, and again a question about how much we are Megillah Tanit remains preserved. So we've already had two hints here to the eventual like undermining of Megillah Tanit. One is individual events could happen that override individual dates so some dates might get removed whereas others would remain and the other point is the approach of Shmuel that's looking to be Mekil and looking to say that before and after is totally okay okay so and eventually we're going to hear of a position it will be a debate but we'll hear a position of Batla Migilatani that the whole Migilatani loses its impact now we're going to end with hearing about these stories let's take a look okay my where right my Nikonor my Turinus what are the what events happen on these days Tanya, we talked in a brighter, and some a lot of what we're quoting here is from the uh, Skolion of Megillah Ta'anit. Again, it's quote, mentioned here as a brighter, but it really is from the sort of you know from the gloss that was uh, tradition associated with Megillah Ta'anit. Uh, well, yeah, but that's crazy. Sometimes it says Dixi when it quotes the direct Migilatani. Titania, we talk in a brighta, but not exactly as I said, a brighta. Nikonor echad me'afrechei yivanim, Raya, he was one of the, like, uh, governors of a, of, of, uh, of a certain region of the Roman, of the, of the Greek. Hellenistic. Of the Hellenistic, thank you, Hellenistic. What? Was he more like an officer? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but no, more... says this was a Greek military term. Okay. Um, Every day we would wave his and against Judea and Jerusalem, the Omer, Amos I keep Obi Yadiva Emsena, which when will it fall in my hand and I'll trample it? So now we see the period that this is talking about, right? This is talking about the, um, the period of the Chashmonayim. So when the Chashmonayim became victorious and they actually got power and military power, and they actually went to war against him and they, uh, and they uh, were victorious over him, they cut off the, his, his, his thumbs and his big toes. 
And they hung them in the gates of Jerusalem. So maybe there's another association with Nicanor and gates, but this does seem to be a very different Nicanor. The Amru, and they said, the, the mouth that spoke with haughtiness, the, uh, with arrogance, the Adam Sayyim and Ifoda Yushalayim, uh, and the hands that were waved against Jerusalem, Tasebahem Nikama, vengeance was done against them. Because it doesn't have his mouth, it only has his toes, so I don't anyway, but okay. So anyway, pretty gory. Right? Like, I, mean, like I know, I know. So it's pretty. He got his head. Oh, good. Yeah, so, so, we, so, his so, they, so they actually suspended his head, as if it weren't gory enough. Okay. Uh, well, they didn't. They, oh, they didn't actually hang his head. They cut it off, but they didn't hang it. All right, I don't know. Anyway, fine. That's that story. Now, my quite fascinating, right? Though about the way of. I mean, it's not really like glorifying military victory per se. It's like a lesson for those who would, you know. Of course, that's what people will say when they glorify military victory and when they hang the heads of the people they've been victorious over. So it should be a lesson for other people who want to fight against us, you know. But the that's, violence of his body, right? Very, uh, it's, it's very disturbing. Yeah. Okay, anyway, okay, look, nobody would necessarily, the Chashmanayim weren't exactly asking for a heter to do this, but the point is, afterwards, the rabbis decided to make it into a holiday. You know, that's the interesting thing. Okay, my Turinus, what's Turinus? Amu, Kashabigis Turinus Laroget Lulinus, Upapus, Achiv Belutkaya. So this, so here's two other brothers, not the brothers we mentioned before, but this Turinus is some Roman general, wanted to kill Lulinus and Papus, which are also odd. Hellenized names, but they're, as we'll see, they're Jews. In Lutkaya, Amorlam said to them, You know, hey, you got, you know, you're still, presumably he was telling them because they were adhering uh, to the Jewish religion, and he said, or it's not exactly clear, Rashi here indicates that maybe it was just a simple court case, and that they, uh, they actually did some crime, and they were deserving of being put to death. But he was sort of also mocking the Jewish religion and says, yeah, you know, if you're really from the Jews, then when we go ahead and try to put you to death, let your God come and try to save you. Um, okay. Um, they said to him, They were those that were saved. They were completely righteous. And of course, they were deserving for a miracle. And not only that, Nebuchadnezzar was a good king. Okay, he destroyed the base of Mikdash, but you know, he was a real king. The royal way of It's very fascinating. Nebuchadnezzar was fit to have a miracle done he, like, against, against him. him. But you have to be like my grave to get him a miracle. Right. Yeah, and certain things that are of historical, momentous types of occasions. Not every little king and every little person gets a nace done. The Osa Russia, you, this wicked person, head you do, you know, you're just a commoner. The ain't a royal associate, God's not going to bother to do miracles, you know, for you and for, for, or for us. We presumably are deserving to be put to death by God. You know, that's why we're in this situation. We must have done something against God that makes us deserving of this. And don't think you're so amazing. Oh, look, I'm go- you're going to kill us, and you know, and 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 uh, you know, God won't protect us, and that shows that you know you're stronger than God or God's people. You know what? It's not about you. It's about us and God. And if you don't kill us, God will kill us some other way. He's got bears and lions. They'll take care of it. You're completely inconsequential. This has nothing to do about you. Um, the reason you're in this position is not about your power. 
but you're actually being manipulated. God wants to take vengeance on you for our death. So you're completely being manipulated here. This is actually, you're in the weak position, not in the strong position. No, what? but I think I would take a different tact if I was leading for my life. <laughs> Nevertheless, Hargan Miyad. He was not impressed. He killed him. Okay, but Aru, Lozazu Mishan, Romi. They didn't move there until some other, uh, you know, uh, officers from Rome came. Upatsuas Mocho Begizarin. And they smash his head with like a six. So I, because he did that, maybe he acted out of his authority. Who knows what? But it showed again that, you know, God was victorious in the end of that story, even though these two were killed. So that was another day of celebration. Very last end of the parak. So you don't make a tanit initially on these days of Megillah Tanit. But if you started a series of like three or seven, and then one of the days of Megillah Tanit was encountered, you would keep on fasting. You would keep on fasting and you would override Megilatani once you were already in the middle of a series. The Kamahavihatkala, how much would you have to be in the series to override Megilatani? Ravachamar Shalosh, three, so it's only relevant for a series of seven. Ravasyamar Achat, even once even just one day you began of a series, you could finish the series even if it overrides Megilatani. Now, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Meir said that when it overrides Megilatanit, it doesn't fully override. You don't end the fast. So you'll fast most of the day, but because it's also the holiday of Megillah Tani, you won't end the fast. But this is the words of, of Rabbi Meir, Sha'amar Mishum Rabbi Namliyo. The sages say, Mitaneu Mashlim. That if it, when it overrides Megillah Tani, you finish the fast at the end of the day. Another sign of the weakening of Megillah Tani. That it would be overridden and you would finish to the end of the day. Taras Marzuta Mishmei Dravuna Halacha Mitaneu Mashlim. Fast to the end of the day. Okay.